0: You could be like Leslie Koo, who burnt his victim in Chua Or you could be like John Martin Scripps, who dumped the body in the Singapore River. But you know what's probably not the best idea? Leaving body parts in a bag at Orchard Road. And you know what else is scary? Unzipping a bag left in plain sight. In broad daylight. Only to see a dead woman's face hi i'm teddy and welcome to a briefcase today we're looking at the filipino mate murder let's start with gwen Garlejo aguilar she was born in the philippines and she was born in 1976 in Ilocosur sur in the north of the island of luzon which is the largest island in philippines and for some context Manila, the capital, is also on Luzon, but it is in the southwest of Luzon. So now our case happens in 2005, and at this point, Gwen is 29 years old, and she's working as a domestic worker. So our girl Gwen, she's married to a man called Edwin Aguilar, and she has two sons, so we know she has a family depending on her. Now early in March 2005, Gwen meets Jane Paragan La Bubal, And I I think I'm just completely butchering it Butchering it But like We'll just call her Jane And they're basically best friends So Jane is 3 years younger than Gwen She's 26 And she's also from Luzon But she's from a different area She's from Nueva Vizcaya In central Luzon And she was also married And she had a 9 year old son So I know y'all gonna do the math So she had her kid when she was 17 Which is pretty young But like not the point So here's what we do know They meet in March 2005 at Orchard Road And they just instantly click They're like really close and they just hang out a ton And they were known to hang out in Orchard Road And mm, Gwen was supposedly seeing this tall, handsome, local Indian man They told each other everything About how they both missed their sons And from Gwen how her relationship was like just a bit of a mess at the time Anyway, they were super close and they considered each other sisters. So everything was going fine until Wednesday, 7 September 2005. It was in the afternoon and they were both at an apartment in Sung Condo in Serangoon Avenue 2 where Gwen works. So they were talking when Gwen brought up some money that Jane owed her. So now Jane, Jane's a bit younger than Gwen and she has money problems. Over the course of their friendship, which is, again, like six months, she kept asking Gwen for money, saying that she needed it urgently to send to her family back home. And Gwen just gave in to her again and again and again. And over time, this built up to $2,000. And about half of that $2,000, so about $1,000, was from Gwen's savings, which is a scary amount of money to lend somebody. And the other half was from another one of their friends, a girl called Jenny Narak. So now get this. The money from Jenny was borrowed from a freaking loan shark at an interest rate of 20%. So that's crazy and scary. And so I think Gwen probably felt like kind of responsible for some of that, that Jenny borrowed money through a loan shark for Jane. And right now, Jane has some stuff that Gwen suggested selling for money. like So basically video and digital cameras. But when she brought it up, Jane freaks out and she got agitated so Gwen tried to calm her down but when she mentioned selling the cameras again because I mean some of that money was to a loan shark, they began to like physically fight they were pulling each other's hair and grabbing at each other's neck like the fight was so violent it went from the kitchen to the laundry and to Gwen's bedroom and Jane's blood was all over the floor it was on the mattress it was on the walls and finally in Gwen's room Gwen grabbed a pillow from her bed and she used it to smother Jane and she did it until Jane was was still until Jane wasn't moving anymore and then Gwen took away the pillow and she started to cry and because she was just so sad because she thought she killed her friend until Jane started to move again and then Gwen using her hands strangled her until she was sure that Jane was dead so so she stuffed the body in a luggage bag and kept it in her room until 9th September on Friday. And can you imagine? It must have been pretty scary. She would have slept next to the body because you know, helper's rooms like are pretty small. So on Friday, after her employers left for work, she went to Mustafa in Little India And oh can I digress how I love Mustafa You can really just get everything there You know like Cadbury's Turkish Delight You can't just get it anywhere but you can get it at Mustafa Like oh shit it's chocolate covered jelly But right, no So she went there and she got a chopper An axe And black rubbish bags a la Dexter So she really thought this true She also got canvas gloves and latex gloves For use when dismembering the body she got a bolster, pillowcases, and a bit sheet to replace the ones with Jane's Blood, and she even got green wallpaper. Cause you remember, Jane's Blood was all over the walls. So Gwen's a busy bee, and when she got back to the flat, it was only like 9:30 a.m. And usually at 9:30 a.m., I'm i I'm gonna be honest, I'm usually half asleep. So now she has all her tools. She dismembers Jane. She chops her up. She chops off her arms her legs and her head so these parts she stuffs into a sports bag and some other plastic bags whatever was left her torso and it was in brown underwear she wrapped it up she wrapped up the body with newspapers and a black plastic bag and she stuffs around it with newspapers and she puts it into a luggage specifically a wool polo suitcase so after that Gwen went on to clean the house she scrubbed and she scrubbed and she scrubbed, she scrubbed with detergent and like whatever she couldn't clean off, she covered with the wallpaper that she bought from Mustafa. Around noon, she takes the plastic bags with Jane's hits legs and arms and she goes down to Orchard MRT where she dumps the bags at a mural wall at 1235 And and it's, it's so sad, it's near where she and Jane used to meet on Sundays. And she goes back to the apartment, and she's back at the apartment by one twenty-five. So this girl is efficient, less than an hour for the first body drop. About half an hour later, she takes the luggage, the World polo luggage, with Jane's um, body, her torso, and she puts it into a bigger luggage. And with this bigger luggage, she takes a taxi to McRitchie Reservoir. She walks along McRitchie, and then she dumps the luggage near a bus stop next to a footpath like she doesn't even bother to hide it at all and personally i thought that she was going to throw it into the water but now we know that she didn't have any thoughts or plans when she was doing this so literally on the same day at 12:45, this part is a little bit iffy because according to court documents it's 12:45, but according to the streets times it's 1 45 so either 15 minutes or an hour after gwen initially dumps jane's body but Regardless, it is pretty fast after. Maria Yi Marudam. She was a 41-year-old cleaner and she was at Orchard Road. And again, this one is a little bit tricky because Maria is a girl's name, but the judgment refers to the person as a he and the newspapers refers to a she. So not too sure about that, but we'll go with she for the moment to like line up with the newspapers. So digression over. She found a red and blue sports bag Which she unzipped Revealing Jane's face The police arrive at 1.53 and they block off the area They look through the bag and the plastic bags And I mean her chopped off hand was there And they were able to scan the thumbprints And I think like if this were to happen today It would be even easier Because when you go through immigration You have to scan like your fingerprints right? And they were able to identify Jane. Now, the other thing is that they checked with Jane's employer, who had, like, made a missing persons report a couple of days before. At 6.15 on the same day, so we're still on Friday, 9th September, the police get a call about a suitcase surrounded with flies at McRitchie Reservoir. And they find Jane's body there. And it's stuffed with plastic bags and newspapers. There were issues of the Straits Times, and get this, a copy of the International Herald Tribune with her employer's address, like literally the the condo name, Sunglade and Nine Serangoon Avenue too. So obviously the police hit there, and initially Gwen was like, "Yeah, I know Jane, but I don't know where she is." So they search her room and they find the blood stains. They find Jane's work permit, they literally find the world polo card tag from the suitcase that Jane's body was found in at McRitchie. So this is pretty damning right? And so they search the kitchen and they find red plastic bags like the one that Jane's body was found in in Orchard, and they find the chopper and the axe. And I guess for her employers it's pretty scary too because like, I mean, murder weapons, duh. And honestly, I would say that I would probably move or rent out the house. I just I just wouldn't stay in an apartment where somebody was killed or butchered, you know? And so, a little past midnight, on 10th September 2005, Gwen was arrested. And in her initial statement taken, um, she denied knowing about Jane's death. She said that Jane was still alive when she left Sun condo. But in a second statement taken 13th September, she admitted to the fight and how it eventually led to Jane's death. Gwen pleaded guilty on 18th May 2006. She pled guilty to culpable homicide, not amounting to murder, which for all y'all briefcase listeners... Um, you know what that means she did have a couple of psychiatric evaluations and it was found that she was suffering from depression and it was like the sudden fight that led to her killing jane so sudden and grave provocation so now the other thing is that they had this laundry list of items like she has a good character she has a strong family support network and so like get this also right She's female and has lesser tendency towards violence. So, all my ladies, but not really because crime is bad. Don't do crime or you'll do the time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right. So, now, okay, again. So, she just had a lot of things going for her. Like, she probably wasn't going to go into crime again, or she, she probably wasn't going to somebody else again. Now, for culpable homicide, they could have given her life in prison. But in the end, she was sentenced to 10 years in jail, starting from when she was arrested on 10th September 2005. And so, she was probably released in 2015, about 5 years ago. And also, the area where they found her body parts in Orchard Road, um, that was eventually blessed by monks and stuff. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of A Briefcase. I just thought that this was so wild. Like, the idea of killing your best friend. I mean, if I did that, I would be so bored. Who would I do stuff with? No Michelle, no Margaret. Who's going to be my next podcast guest? It's a little bit late this week, but I'm so glad to say you can find us online with details of each case at abriefcasepodcast.com. And do join us again next week for another brief case. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus,